This is The Antidote on 92.7 FM. When the darkness falls early And the light hits the ground There's a moment to be captured So I sit here with silence In the mix of my eyes Talking to a you who left before I don't know why I don't know why There's things I cannot It comes with the gig Feel it well, the friends are away, afraid of me and I. I know I'm near, but my pride is selling. Trading for hearts of humble peers, yes, trading for hearts of humble peers. And she comes with the sun, her light is shining, beaming with love, flying to the ocean. And I, I know the seagulls when I see her flying, reaching out to the bones. They're casual heroes And my skin is burning with the fire of the world Sometimes my eyes are tricking me But when the words of a song are singing through the birds I can't help but die So he can take me higher I can't help but die So he can take me higher And this dark small pig grows like a cancer Sometimes her eyes are speaking to me But when the flesh is gone My soul is old I travel by it My guitar will vanish like the earth and the sea Yes, my guitar will vanish like the earth And my skin is burning with the fire of the world Sometimes my eyes are tricking me But when the words of his song are singing through the birds I can't help but die So he can take me higher I can't help but die So he can take me higher not often that you find a band with this kind of talent. That was Burlap to Cashmere with Skin is Burning from their 1998 debut album, Anybody Out There. This is The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. 
I always enjoy playing music from artists who really stand out from the crowd, and there's no question that Burlap to Cashmere is one of those bands. Which is why I was really delighted to spend an hour with Stephen Delopoulos to talk about the music of this iconic band. Stephen's a true artist in every sense of the word, and during our discussion he gives some real insight into his songwriting, the history of the band, and the music of Burlap to Cashmere. Enjoy. It's a huge pleasure to have Stephen Delopoulos of Burlap to Cashmere visit The Antidote. Stephen, absolutely great to meet with you. Hey, Dave. Great to touch base. I don't think there's any other way to describe this. Burlap to Cashmere basically exploded into the music scene with anybody out there in 98. You know, Mm. the faith aspect of the album was clear, but it was equally accepted in the general market. Did that take the band by surprise? Well, we had not planned to be in the CCM market at all. Uh, we were just a band out of New York playing clubs. Um, I'm the songwriter of the group, so my lyrics um, usually tend to be more spiritual just because of my upbringing. And uh, I'm actually fascinated with the faith and, and where it leads. And, you know, the mystery of it all to me is uh, appealing as the writer. So we had a couple of people from Nashville fly down to see our show, and they wanted to do a distribution deal with us through Word Records. So we were signed to A&M, which was a mainstream label, and we had distribution through the Christian market. Uh, it turns out we played at the Ryman Auditorium in 97 or 98 and got a standing ovation. And the Christian market really took over for us, and that's where we, we really did most of our business. But we were really just a band out of New York, you know. Um, so there was no agenda on either way. You know, I think we wanted to be cooler uh, than, uh, you know, some of those uh, CCM acts. But I think at the same time, we were grateful for the work and the attention. And so, yeah, it was a, a bit of a, uh, a paradox, you know. Basic instructions before leaving.
From the Live at the Bitter End album came Basic Instructions, one of Burlap to Cashmere's best-known songs. Let's go back to our talk with Stephen about more of the early days of the band. This is going to sound harsh, but I mean, CCM isn't known for having depth. It was funny because often you were lumped in with the CCM market, but reality was, I mean, you guys actually have musical talent and thoughtful lyrics. Well, I appreciate the compliment, and uh, I can relate with what you're saying. Uh, but we were fortunate at the time to have uh, great uh, leaders who are working our record, like Lauren Ballmond and Jim Chafee, and particularly Stephen Taylor, who uh, happens to be a an artist himself, a good one, and he also was running the ship for Squint Records, which was our distribution label. You know, Steve's an artist, artist. You know, there's a couple guys in that world, like Steve and and uh, you know, um, Phil Taggy and uh, Jars of Clay. There's some, there, there are there are a few real good eggs there, and Steve was one of them. So he was sort of our boss, and he was running the show. So he got it, and um, we were very very fortunate to have him sort of let us do what we do and not try to change too much. You know. Yeah, I've spoken with Steve in the past, did an interview with him also, and we brought up some of this. And I had, I'd forgotten about the association with you with Squint Entertainment. Yeah, that was a big, um, you know, big ally uh, for us to be ourselves. And, and Steve understood how the market worked. He, he's a smart man. And he also understood that we were just a bunch of, you know, kids um, from New York and we weren't too familiar with that world, the CCM world. And so it was a fine line of playing our music and doing what we do, yet being courteous in someone else's living room. It was it was really tricky as kids to figure out that they sold integrity to sell a record. And that, I think, was unique and kind of strange as a kid, you know. Pull me in so I don't feel alone 
thought of yourself as a Christian artist versus simply a musician? I would consider myself a searcher. Um, I'm more of a Christian mystic artist. Um, if you really listen to my lyrics and my songs, it's it's not black and white CCN evangelical. It really is um, out of the box, I think. And it's also out of the box for the secular market. Um, I grew up Greek Orthodox. And a lot of the the texts, and a lot of the teachings is really based on uh, a mystery. You know, marriage is a mystery, birth is a mystery, death is a mystery. It's one of the mysteries of, of creation. And in that, I always felt as a kid safe to explore um, and not have to worry about uh, being judged. I always, I always felt this need to search the perimeters, to reach new heights, and, and to experience uh, beyond the boundaries as a writer and as a person. I, I you know, I'm a bit of a searcher as a person. But uh, Christianity was always the base for me just because of my upbringing and um, the language makes sense. Um, and actually, the rhythms of Greek Orthodox um, sermons uh, or liturgy is very, very transcendent and very, very moving and very, very beautiful. And I think a lot of my songs try to emulate that and to be frank, I don't have an agenda about it. There's no, 
nothing's forced. It's really a lifestyle. It's how I feel at the time. So um, I know I'm a little all, all over the place, but if you go back to the 2011 record, there was really no faith-based lyrics involved. And that's just where I was at the time. Um, whereas this record is really tipping my hat back to that first record as far as uh, spiritual faith-based lyrics. It just felt right. feels good um, to do. And uh, it really is a big part of who I am um, and not at the same time. With a songwriting style reminiscent of Simon and Garfunkel is the gorgeous Love Reclaims the Atmosphere found on Burlap to Cashmere's 2011 self-titled album. I'm staring at the mirror as the shadows plague my room In every risen hero, there's a choir that resumes I used to be a soldier, but a painter I became to walk on water but now I found the flame All the dizziness of traffic as her garden starts to wither She opens up her violin so the darkness can the fear as love reclaims the atmosphere There's guidance in transition when the body starts to rust The earth begins to rumble and the particles of dust relay Then a message of decay busyness of traffic as her garden starts to wither she opens up her violin so the darkness can forgive her and today we crucify the fear as love reclaims the atmosphere
So effectively, you're saying that you're non-typical. I am, definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that really ties in with your music, because you can't fit burlap to cashmere into a defined genre. So, I mean, you guys draw on so many different styles. Sure. I, I don't think there's too much of a plan or an agenda, but I am fortunate to have a band that understands um, my songs, particularly my cousin, uh, Johnny Philippides. And we've been playing music together since we were, you know, we were playing guns together and <laughs> wrestling together. We were just, we're sort of like brothers, you know. Um, and so when we both got into guitars, we were both just infatuated. However, I came from a very folk-rooted place. Uh, my first musical love was Harry Chapin, and that led me to Woody Guthrie and Pete Seeger and Tom Paxson and Don McLean and Bob Dylan and, you know, Paul Simon and Don Denver, Chet Stevens, and that whole avenue uh, for me was um, beautiful. And, and you know, also I grew up in a Greek household, so a lot of the rhythms uh, that I would listen to in the kitchen was Greek rhythms. Um, And, of course, being Greek Orthodox, I went to... uh, Greek dancing lessons, and we learned from a beautiful woman by the name of um, Mrs. Chocolis. She would teach us how to do a dance called the Kalamatiano, which is in, uh, the rhythms are in 12. It's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1. And you would learn the steps. So those rhythms definitely got into my subconscious as a writer. And I think I would write within those 12 um, beats. So I could say that our rhythms stem from Greek music. However, we're not doing Orthodox Greek music. Uh, I'm sort of exploring different rhythms as I write. And what feels good to the melody, you know, um, you're telling a story, you want it to feel childlike. And I think a lot of my rhythms just try to emulate the story. So, you know, rock and roll is one, two, three, four, and... um, you know, tum tum kaka, tum tum But uh, Greek rhythms are are definitely outside of that. So I think we do sound different than other bands because we incorporate different rhythms. Um, but hopefully that doesn't stand out too much because then you're just a uh, prog rock band. You know, <laughs> we don't want to be that. We 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 want to tell a story and we want to create a mood and an imagery to the individual to have an experience. That's the point of arts and crafts: is to feel good. It's therapeutic, right? Um, but also to have the listener have a, an experience, which you're not responsible for. You kind of wipe your hands clean after that. But if they do, they'll let you know, and it feels good. So I think the rhythms are just a tool for that experience. I don't think it's really too thought out, you know? Well, I think, Stephen, I really want to see you on stage doing this dance that you were taught as a kid. I don't think you do. <laughs> I wasn't very good. I wasn't a very good dancer as a kid. I I couldn't do those high kicks like the other kids did, and I I always felt a little uh, of the oddball out. But um, but maybe one day, maybe one day I'll get back into it. Hey, this is Stephen Galopoulos from Burlap to Cashmere, and you're listening to the Antidote with Dave Hawkins. I never thought I'd be so free The children running through the streets of all that I Fill 
purple joy and dancing in Kara. The sun was red, the sea was blue. Your eyes were burning in the stained volcano sky. The sound of horns to guide us as the ocean seagulls fly. But she is an island in the gypsy city night. She, you can hear the music playing as she opens up the sky. She will melt away our sorrow in her sandorini eyes. Western shores can be so cruel. I told Maria we would never be the same. We can't afford to play the mule. One dead is like a lion on the hunt for dignity and shame. But she is an island in the gypsy city night. She, you can hear the music playing as she opens up the sky. point about the Greek-influenced music, uh, you know, being brought up in a Greek Orthodox church, the Greek home. Are there other aspects of the Greek culture that come into your music? Well, sure. Um, interesting enough, my first language was Greek as a kid, so I didn't know English up until maybe, I don't know, first grade I started learning or kindergarten, but really as a little infant, I would speak Greek because my dad's is from Greece, straight from Greece. Mm-hmm. So we would speak Greek. And I think learning English, I never really picked up the English. Uh, I, was a, I was a really bad speller. Um, teachers thought I might have been a little dyslexic. And just I was always getting left back or not really pursuing the homework like I should. I wasn't, I'd never got good grades. Um, and I, I just couldn't learn the way other kids could learn. But writing songs was sort of a, a way of making sense of the language barrier, I think. So to answer your question, I think coming up speaking Greek and trying to speak English, I think the songs and the syllables and the imagery made more sense to me than actually correct grammar and, you know, and proper English. Um, songs was a way of expressing a language that I had made up or I had borrowed 
from music that I've listened to in the past. But I think being from a different language gave me a unique viewpoint. Sleep. 
dealing with the difficult topic of a broken relationship was the basis for the song Divorce, and it found its way onto the Live at the Bitter End album. Well, let's go back to hear some more from Stephen about Burlap to Cashmere. I want to talk a little bit about the history of Burlap to Cashmere. Something I find interesting is when I look at the music scene, I mean, it's really easy to see the similarities between what folk rock bands like Of Monsters and Men and Mumford and Sons are recording with the music mm-hmm. that Burlap to Cashmere was recording back in the 90s. Did you mm-hmm. ever envision yourself back then to be the innovators? Well, you know, I think uh, music is an evolution, but it's always the same. Uh, I don't know if we've innovated anything. I think, you know, we're unique in that we incorporate sort of Tin Pan Alley mixed with, um, you know, not everyone grew up listening to Harry Chapin songs or, <laughs> you know, or Angela Lloyd Webber and stuff. So I think we're unique in the fact that we've incorporated it into sort of folk pop art, but um, I don't know for innovators. I think guys like Mumford and Sons, I think they're probably borrowing more guys that I borrowed from, like Bob Dylan and Paul Simon and, and those guys. Um, I think they've had more success with it. They hit it at the right time. Um, we were definitely doing it before them, probably because we're older. I, I don't think that, um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure they haven't even heard of our music. Um, but I will say this, we are very different. Um, you know, we, I think because of our heritage, we incorporate a lot of different styles and different rhythms. And guys like Mumford and Sons, who I tip my hat to, they're fantastic. But they really are borrowing from their Irish roots. And uh, that stomp thing and the banjo and these and that, it sounds, I think that's pretty much what they do. And they do it really well. And I, I appreciate that. But I, I think what we do is sort of, uh, a little little different in that we don't have one particular style. I think we we incorporate many styles um, because it's funner and we don't want to bore ourselves, you know. God of light, let me some passion Sunrise Help me break from all 
Let your mansions live inside me Love me, light me, give me, guide me Let your mansions live beside me Love me, light me, give me, guide me Love me, light me, give me, guide me Okay, so you guys were at the top of the music scene back in the late 90s. You did a ton of touring, then the band disappeared. So what happened? Mm-hmm. Well, we got burnt out. Uh, we, were, we were young, and uh, we were um, not happy. I was not, per- I can only speak for myself, because everyone has a different side of the story, but I knew I wasn't happy um, living out of a suitcase and traveling so much. And really. Um, you know, I do feel a little guilty about it because there's just responsibility to the herd, you know. But I, um, the first person to leave the band was the keyboard player and then the bass player and then the percussion player. And essentially after that, I was still in it, but we had turned into a four-piece. The dynamics had changed completely, and I was doing a lot of writing, but my writing wasn't really for a band anymore. It was really just for the acoustic guitar. And I think I got a little upset that you know, as a writer, there was so much attention on the band and the performance that I really felt like I wasn't being heard lyrically or I wasn't being heard uh, with my writing. And I wanted to explore that more. Um, uh, I think that's probably the shorter answer. The longer answer is we were fatigued. Um, we weren't necessarily happy with each other. And it was time. We were young. I, you know, I just felt like there was other things to do. And I think as artists, you know, me and my cousin, Johnny, we really are, um, if anyone knows us personally, they'll probably say this too, but we really are more of the creative type than the uh, intellectual sort of stock business mind. We we really are uh, impulsive and <laughs> and uh, and creative and, and, and funny, but, you know, moody. And um, so I think I was just like, I'm done with this and you know, I'm going to do something else. And and that's what happened. Um, However, um, the love for each other stayed and we all reconnected, particularly me and my cousin. um, And, you know, me and Johnny are family, so we never really stopped talking to each other. It was more like, I want to make another painting and I want to do it alone. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't see those colors on my canvas, you know, that, that kind of thing. It was more of like a, a lighthearted storm. But we, I think we turned away a lot of fans, and, I, I you know, I think I'm a little disappointed uh, in how abruptly it happened. I wish we continued, but, um, you know, life has other doors to be opened, and I think I, I experienced that with my solo stuff. 
it was very therapeutic to make me dye blue and straight jacket and to, to do solo work. How do you do? I'm doing fine. Breaking bread, killing time. You know me, I live in a van. What do you say? Do you live alone? How'd you like the show? Do you have a phone? You know me, I live in a van Driving through the night to that old promised land Singing to the sky with an orchestra band You know I love you, yes it's true And there's nothing in this whole wide world I wouldn't do there's a sacred trust that is sealing up my sound And the dream of Thomas Merton as I'm standing on the ground Walk down the aisle, she is my heart Tear down my eye, death do us part I know you, you understand Driving through the night to that old Singing to the sky with an orchestra band You know I love you, yes it's true And there's nothing in this whole wide world I wouldn't do There's a sacred trust that is sealing up my sound And the dream of Thomas Merton as I'm standing on the ground Close the light, keep it down Kids are asleep my ears are ringing these days Back to van Southern bound Get on the stage Break out the sand You know we We live in a van Traveling through the night To that old promised land Singing to the sky With an orchestra band You know I love you Yes it's true And there's nothing in the wide world I wouldn't do There's a sacred trust that is sealing up my sound and the dream of Thomas Merton as I'm standing on the ground Now don't you worry I do good business Now don't you worry I do good business Now don't you worry I do good business Now don't you worry Good business. In part one of the antidote feature on the music of Burlap to Cashmere. Next week, the antidote returns with part two of our discussion with Stephen Delopoulos. He's going to walk us through their discography, and he'll share a number of the songs and details about Freedom Souls, the latest album from Burlap to Cashmere. 
which personally I think is probably the best release ever from Burlap to Cashmere. And when you hear it, you're going to understand why. Okay, let's hear what Stephen has to say about the rejoining of the band in a great track called Orchestrated Love Song. And we'll see you next week for more of Burlap to Cashmere on The Antidote. Because this must be really easy for an artist just to sort of dive into something. They have some success at the start and they never change. It just carries on and they never, they're never able to stretch their artistic boundaries per se. Yeah, right. I mean, that's a great point. You know, I think we're always evolving and, you know, uh, some of the great Christian mystics say is God is always happening. God is always creating, you know, and, um, and always becoming. We always look at God as a stagnant God, but um, Thomas Keating, one of the great Trappist monks, said the only thing that's changeless about God is that God is always changing. <laughs> you know, and I think that that holds true for us as human beings. I mean, we are always changing and always exploring and always searching and always becoming and always, you know, uh, smelling something that's so near yet so far away that we want more of. Um, I'm sorry I went into a tangent there, but um, I think that's that holds true for creating and making arts and crafts, and also for um, for encounters with other human beings. And you know, change is always happening, and there's there's a lot more to to be expressed because of that. So you had those times apart from each other, but then Burnap to Cashmere came back. What was it? 2011, 2012. 2011. And you brought out your self-titled. So why the rejoining at that point? Well, me and Johnny had been playing together for years before that. Uh, we were cousins and we're family, and we have a real tight, tight bond. So after Burlap the Cashmere ended, probably about a year later, we thought, let's do it again, let's do it again. Yeah, I want to play with you, I want to play with you, I miss you, I miss you, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, But we never really had that motivation or the drive to go, you know, let's find a record label. Let's, you know, me and Johnny are more like, we'll get together and be like, I just created a new color. And Johnny would be like, no way. You know, and that's kind of where our minds are. We're the creators, we're the writers. I I write the songs, Johnny arranged the songs together. We, we have a thing, but it really wasn't until Teddy Pagano, our, our drummer came back from London and listened to our songs and said, let's get this back on the road. It really, really, Teddy was the, the glue to really making it stick again. And I have to tip my hat to him. He did a great, a great job with organizing this thing. But the three of us together, uh, we really were a great team. We had met a manager by the name of Tom Lewis. He found us a deal on Sony. We got a Jive record contract in 2011, and we put a record out. And right before the album got released, Everyone who had hired us to promote us got fired in Sony. So Jive Record basically became no more, became something else. Yeah, so we got a little bitter taste of that. But uh, to answer your question, the reason for the reunion wasn't anything else than I miss you, I love you, let's do this again, life is short, let's have fun. And it was the, the good things in life. Whereas when you're younger you lose sight of what matters. And as you get older, you realize that, um, yes, we will fight. Yes, we will disagree. But 
before I die and before you die, we need to play music together again. <laughs> you know, it just has to happen. tears of gold and you these seeds we sow they cry for the rain in silence we watch them grow and I want to live on a boat and sail away with my children I want to live on a boat and sail away hits the sky I love you so These tears I shed Are tears of gold And you The oceans sing An orchestrated song Her opera tones ring on and on and on and on and on And I wanna live on a boat and sail away with my children I wanna live on a boat and sail away with my children Where the ocean hits the sky As they say the sky is blue, it'll keep with the weather And it's true What they say about the ocean is mysterious and it's dark It'll keep us together Oh, so that is pure. 